Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that will hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the Shorts Under the Skirts host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2022 anime original Licorice Recoil. <laughs> Let's meet today's Lily Bells. First up, he was actually the secret love interest of Mizuki. Hiding in Vancouver, we have Jay. Jay, how's it going? Uh, hey, it's Jay, and you know, we forgot to do a sound check. Ain't that cool? Nah, nah, we're all Gucci, man. Uh, next up, similar to Mika, he also walks with a limp, but for different reasons. We got Cat. Cat, how's it going? Yes, sir! I am doing great. I'm drinking a stout tonight. You want to drink Ooh. along with me? It's a fucking a get a Guinness. That counts. Glad to have you, Cat. Our first part of the night, he is the Majima of the podcast. Minus the green hair. We have Miles. Miles, how's it going? You're a terrorist, Miles. I'm like... I'm like basically a cop, Pete. <laughs> Are you? Do I want... But you want to check yourself next time you look in the mirror. I'm going to talk about how this show should have been, like, way more based and about exploding the government. But, yeah. good. You know what? Good point. Uh, yeah. According to this show, you are a terrorist because you're a cop, though. So, like... I, I think you're misinterpreting the show, but we'll I'm get not, into that later. I am not. <laughs> we have all come to the conclusion that you are. And our last spot of the night, we got you Pat. Are. Oh, well, I can't wait to defend this take because it's something that I've thought about a lot while watching the show. Especially because I, I, I think that the, the main villain kind of spells it out pretty clearly. I, I think if you really dumb it down, I, I think it, it'll be fun. Um, I also thought that you were talking about uh, Kat being like, uh, being like, what's his name, uh, with the limp. <laughs> like, the, the, the obvious joke is right there, right? Correct. Okay. Yes, the joke was Cat has a humongous dick. That is the joke. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> that the joke. is the joke. Yes. As we all know. It also yes, helps that one of the characters is also black. Yes. So... That was the character yeah, he compared to. That was to. the joke. If it means anything, I, I put it past Cat before saying this, so he was aware. <laughs> Oh, okay, because yeah. to me, I was like, whoa, this is, this is, uh... No, nah, we're cool. <laughs> no, the Mika uh, in the podcast, not... because he's the only black person. That's what Cat. I was, that's kind of like where I thought that joke was going, and I was like, oh, No, Pat. No, I do not be defending. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Um, we're, we're going off hinge already, but that's good. It's the way it should be. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about Licorice Recoil, a show that came out in uh summer of 2022 so very very recently uh if you listen to the podcast relatively re soon to our publishing yeah our like, second summer 2022 anime in a row was this also a pat show if i remember correctly yeah i did nominate this yes because I'm oh watch. it's one yeah. of the first pat shows that's actually up this decade holy shit <laughs> yeah that doesn't happen very often <laughs> It's going to be a patch show no, that gets a, a good boomer. rating, too. It's going to be a patch show that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, it's the first patch show that actually gets a good rating and Pat doesn't like. Oh, well, we'll we'll, we'll see if I don't like it, because I definitely, uh, I, we'll, we'll have to talk really about it. Really a monkey's too. paw situation. Like, the finger curled when you won on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, uh, but all right, yeah, so like, let's do our spoiler-free first impressions. Uh, why don't we start, as always, with Miles? 
Yeah, so um, I knew about this show because uh, it was like the hit hidden gem of summer 2022. And uh, so I, I tried watching it in the summer, but kind of got bored. And so I was like, eh, I'll watch this later. And then Pat was like, I'm going to nominate it. And so I was like, this is a good opportunity to be hip with the zeitgeist. And so we watched it. I had a fun time. First three episodes, I still thought were like kind of boring, to be perfectly honest. But boring is like, boring might be like too strong. Like moderately exciting, maybe. Just like not as exciting as I thought. But wonderful character design, lots of fun character like personalities and stuff the world is pretty neat and uh it has neo in it so that's cool so you know i i would uh i overall enjoyed my time with it i probably recommend it i don't i don't know if i'm on board with the the hype train you know or at the very mm -hmm. least i'm at the caboose of the hype train um but i you know i'm not opposed to the hype train i just don't know if i'm on yeah, I, I think that that makes complete sense because uh, for me I I, don't, I just remember seeing the hype all every week the the episode aired and people were talking about it a ton whether that's in this discord or on Twitter or anywhere um I, I definitely like went in expecting the world from this show because of how hyped people were getting from it and I, I I can see where you could have been I guess for you being bored in the first few episodes is because it was a lot of slice of life <laughs> in the first few episodes. <laughs> so that explains why you didn't like it as much. Um, I, I think that's very fitting. Uh, but yeah, Kat, what about you? Oh, I loved this show during the first few episodes. I am a huge slice of life fan. And then having that along with a little bit of action and spliced in between was just like, it was like where I want to be for most of my anime. And just like, I, like at that point, I was at like a nine or a 10. And I was just having a, Time of my fucking life, my guy. Now, he, the thing is, like, this show, it's not going to be for everyone. Uh, at least for the first few episodes. But, like, as you get along, it's going to get to that point where this is, this is like, peak fiction. Fire! This like, the, the greatest thing you've ever seen. Like, that's how I felt, like, have like past half of it and I was loving it I was eating this shit. I was leaving it up I literally had to pause halfway through it because one of my friends was like hey yo hey yo why'd you pause and I was like because I gotta go I gotta do shit today my guy <laughs> like mm -hmm. and I I love this show man it ah, I I cannot not recommend it like it is it's it's a great show for me man uh and that's the bottom line. Well, there we go. All right, uh, Jay, what about you? So, the first three episodes of the show, I really enjoyed. Okay, I'm going to speak about it, uh, about how I felt on my rewatch, actually, because I'm separating my rewatch from my original watch, and I will elaborate that on that later. So, on my rewatch, the first three episodes of the show, pretty good. The soundtrack, animation, all really solid. It does a great job of introducing you to, like, most of the main cast. Um, some of the main cast have uh, more in these few episodes than they do in the rest of the entire show. Mizuki. She, she really doesn't do a whole lot after the first three episodes, honestly, besides, say, smart comments. 
I enjoyed it well enough. Like everyone else said, pretty slice of life apart from a few of, you know, those action scenes that are really well done. And I enjoyed it. But there was something in my heart that felt kind of off compared to the first time I watched it. And I just want to say, I don't know. I'll, I'll elaborate on it later, but it's a very technically well-made show, but some of the themes... I need to see how they elaborate on them in the next season, is what I'll say at this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it's a little funny to be some, uh, like this show being so popular because of those themes, where especially to me, I was like, really? This is the side we're taking? I would um, also like to mention that for those of you who didn't watch this seasonally, this came out in the to date the show it came out in the week that shinzo abe got hit with the doohickey <laughs> keep that in mind what the, yep. the first episode was uh, yeah the first week aired when shinzo abe was assassinated um, by a licorice oh <laughs> <laughs> a yeah, lily a lily bell, a lily a lily bell. bell. yeah that's true <laughs> He would have been, yeah, he's a little old for that, too, wasn't he? He was, he was in his 20s, the guy? I don't know, who cares? Let's not give him a platform. Uh, Pete, what about you? Yes, uh, for my visual listeners, I got my licorice gear on today. I fucking love this show. What I thought the show did great was setting the tone, setting the context of it immediately, where we had Takina wielding giant machine guns and Chisato being Neo from The Matrix. I knew exactly what to expect from the show, and that's what I got. So I'm glad they didn't strive away from it. I'm glad we got the ridiculousness that the show provided for us along with just an incredible cast of characters where I can see why this show is so popular in Japan. Why Kojima is rocking licorice recoil gear during his web meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. This show was an absolute treat. It was a whole bunch of fun. This is why I watch anime. It's the, the ridiculousness, the over the top of these action stories. I'm not looking for something deep. Like, I don't know. I think we might compare it later, but something to like Psychopaths, where it has similar uh, characteristics of a villain from there and here. I'm looking for cute girls shooting guns, and that's what I got. So yeah, I would recommend the show to almost everybody, because I think there's a lot that you can get from, whether it's slice of life moments or action moments, or um, just having a great cast and a great story overall. Yep, and uh, I'd agree with most everyone's comments so far. I, I would recommend this to a lot of people as well. Uh... I think pretty much anybody that likes anime, because uh, like Pete said, it does go very anime at times. Like it goes really all leans into the into the bit and the how unreal it is. Uh, I think there are so few things that this show does poorly uh, in terms of like a production standpoint. I think overall it's really well made. All the character designs are awesome, uh, and even though I get frustrated, I got frustrated. As I kept watching, uh, I think I still enjoyed it, and I would still want to watch more. So I, I think uh, I think that's five recommenda recommendations from the cast, and and from pretty much everyone else who I've talked to about the show has recommended it. Uh, I haven't really seen much negativity around it, other than the the top Mal review is it reads really that that might be in our Mal review game someday. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's pretty. If you guys haven't read it yet, it's pretty great. The the, the top review being not recommended. Uh, it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole plate things to look at. But yeah, so let's uh let's move on to our uh spoiler section. So yeah, and the, this is pretty plot heavy of a show too. So I would say listen uh, watch the show before listening to us talk about it. But uh but yeah, so why 
uh, does anyone have a an initial talking point or thing that they'd like to talk about? I, I have stuff that I'd like to, but I think it's better later in the discussion. So, you know, like basically I'm talking about the ending and, and general. But uh, Jay, saw you raise your hand? Yeah, I don't know, man. There's just something about this show. They really, I feel like if they, it would be morally wrong for the writers to not have Licorice end up being shown for the evil organization they are, if that makes sense, at some point. Like, with these extrajudicial killings and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. like a very uniquely Japanese, like, right-wing kind of fear that, like, on the outside, Japan is so perfect, but underneath, it's a cesspool of crime and in, in terrorism, and it ha the only way it can be solved is by extrajudicial killings via schoolgirls and 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 fucking um bishonen boys. Like, I don't know, man. Like, whenever I was watching this week to week, I was all for it. I was just enjoying the ride. But like, looking back and rewatching, it's really kind of like weird how they don't kind of question any of the themes of that at all in the first season i find besides for majima and majima is like a crazy he, person he half asses it i i completely agree with you on this like mm. it feels like it's there's setting a, there's there's a moment of triumph in the show like they literally a moment of triumph in the show is when they say Censoring of internet and social media data has begun, and there's like happy music playing, and everyone <laughs> cheers. And it's like, oh, okay. It's almost like the um. It's almost Are like we the, the baddies? It's almost like the American show FBI when they're like starting to do like shit like that in their in their lore, and it's like the most like American right wing shit that I've ever seen. That type of shit. Yeah, that is. So this is. Jay, this is my concern with the show too. That it seems to be like, like Majima almost asks the question, or like almost does something about, like he asks the question and then no one else ever thinks about it, and they just stop him, and and then it's just like, yay, we stopped him, and it was like, but was it was it good to stop him? Was it good that that happened? Like. Are, are we worried about this? And the answer was, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're worried about him coming back next season because he's still alive somehow after falling through glass. They're like, glass if, you floor. if you forgot about it, it must not be important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean. It, oh, the Allen Foundation just gave him a whole new skin. Pat, yeah. that's what happened. They're just like, yeah you, yeah, yeah, you just have to murder people now. My guy, he's it, like, Done yeah, and done. I, I, I do. <laughs> it was just a dead space situation where they just gave him a new spot and all that. Like, yeah, I, he got. He's now suffering from cyber. We can sickness. rebuild him. We have the technology. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've been joking that the moral of this is that like the Patriot Act is kind of cool, actually. But like, that is kind of the moral of it, right? If, it, if enforced <laughs> by schoolgirls, the Patriot Act is good, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, the only guy who questions it is no one takes him seriously and the entire thing is quickly swept, up, swept under the rug and it is viewed as a good thing. And it's like, Pat, I know you, like, take thing like his, like, terrorism is good thing, but that's because he views terrorism as the only possible way to, like, let the public know what's happening. 
I disagree, though. I think he he says that that's well in this scenario it is, but the he, the the things that he describes as terror terrorism are my so my my whole take. I guess we are gonna just get right into it because yeah. I, I guess it is more more interesting. <laughs> we'll uh, be anyways. positive later on. The show has a yeah, lot of good things, but let's get into does, the theming. Yeah, really, the show does have a lot of really good things. <laughs> the way I when I was watching it. All I could not stop thinking about was just that they are essentially saying that, oh, Japan, like basically society but, uh, would rather believe that they're that they're in a land of peace. Right. Like that's what they're, they're saying. Like, oh, like at one point he says, why do why do all of these Japanese people believe that Japan is super peaceful while there's still terrorism going on elsewhere in the world and that these people need to be awoken to the fact that they that they are that there is still stuff going on here they need to realize that terrorism is part of life and something that should that is needed to oppose like government or needed to oppose the who is in charge which in this yeah. case is the hq or the government so like that, it's yes that, so, to me, that's the message of the show. Even okay. though the characters don't interpret it that way, well, I, or well, we haven't seen it yet, though, right? Well, we haven't because at the end of the day, the show pussyfoots its way into a happy ending where the characters are all alive, and so is the villain. So we're gonna get more, right? And, and at the end of the day, that's cool because the show was fun to watch, but like it kind of also just said nothing because of this ending, right? Because it didn't yeah. actually do an ending. Go ahead. Is that like I I don't know that is what Majima is saying right like a hundred percent like you know he is saying that he's saying like the reason that these terrorist acts happen is because there is something systemically wrong one way or the other whether they're just or not people feel that there are injustices happening so they act out in this violent way the government is you know covering up all of the unrest so people are unable to appropriately. Uh, scrutinize the system they live in because if nothing wrong ever happens, surely there's nothing wrong with the system, right? And so, like, if you just erase the flaws with the system from ever happening from the record, of course that's bad. That's his position. What the show does, I think, and you guys can let me know if you agree or not, I'd like to hear from, like, Pete, because I know Pete is all about it. So, like, you know, because I think, uh, I don't want to get into, like, a me, Jay, and pat circle jerk like i do but like after the episode maybe mm. um <laughs> <Like> normal <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but like he asked these questions and everyone's just like we're gonna just stop you and not think about it at all no one thinks about it at all i can't remember a moment where chisato is like or talking is probably a better choice for this particular thing because of how ingrained into like the hq culture she is but Takina's never like, is this wrong what we're doing? No one ever asked themselves that. The only person that ever has any, you know, like that thinks of the system outside of the system itself is Majima. And like, he does all of this stuff to try to bring attention to that. And it just doesn't work. No one cares and they stop him. And then everyone goes back to living their lives and no one's like, but wait, is it bad that we covered up all of these people doing this thing? Like, is that a bad thing to do? No one ever asked themselves that question. I think. I, am I missing that? Did that happen? No, I, I think it's like, <laughs> I, I think it has something to do 
possibly with just like you know when you're like a soldier or whatever in war you like listen to your general like and people just like go along with like what the masses do and that's kind of like what i was feeling from like chisato and takina that they've been ingrained in this like licorice lifestyle their entire life that they they don't really question like what the authority is sometimes they like go behind their backs just and say like oh God, i'm gonna go, I'm gonna go save like Chisato they're just following orders yeah they're just following orders is that what you're saying yeah pizza nazi essentially that's all we needed to know add that to the lore there but, we go uh, with like uh, my when we did like our actual review on the show like my biggest complaint with the show was majima in general just because i feel like he's not as grounded as a character as i think he should have been where he has like this emphasis of uh, siding with the underdog and that what he is doing is because it's necessary because the underdog like needs a hand and if it's if he's not going to do it nobody else is going to do it and i found like that really confusing because like what if the government was like the underdog would he then be like a government agent i had like a really hard like questioning like the lines of where maji was majima was standing but i think for, sure. for the most part I, I absolutely agree with what you guys are saying, but for me, this show is a buddy cop show, and that they that the focus is on the buddy cop, and that's like where my perspective lies on the show. So I yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, what I think is that uh, when it comes to Majima, like he legit said that he was gonna be he was going to side on the side of the underdog because they need a hand, like you said, uh, Pete, but. The thing is, that just makes him seem like he's just a vapid asshole. Like, he's just a dude that's just like, <laughs> he's devil. Oh, he's Met devil's advocate to be devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. Yeah. Like, like, if the Mets are going down on the uh, on the season, he's like, ha I'll step up the bat. Like, you know? Mm. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's just there to fucking have fun and have a good time. Like, he didn't see, like doing the things that he's doing is ruining people's lives he's just doing it just to do it yeah. um especially if you if like i know miles has seen it but like when you see something like psychopaths with makishima who i feel like his morals and where he stands is very grounded and makes it sort of you sort of feel more for him on his side by the end of it i think like that's what like a grounded character for like this type of terrorist character should be like and with majima i just didn't get it I don't yeah, think it's like Majima's that's... fault. I'm going to be perfectly honest here. Part of but... the thing about Makashima is when Makashima does his Majima stuff, people look at it, and if they agree or disagree with his point, they think about the problem, right? But that's like, he's like incorporating like society into this, where this is like, Majima is like specifically targeting licorice. I think that's the another... difference. Here's another thing. Uh, Majima himself, is like the way that all of these are flowing together it wouldn't matter to, to majima and that kind of entails that they just needed something that they did like for the people that were making the show they wanted they had the concept they had cute girls uh saving the world all of that and they needed a villain so they had the most vapid villain that was there that was still kind of like halfway cool and it and like they made majima in a theoretical writing type of situation he is the best villain for this because you can't get behind him like 
there's no reason to get behind him. But the way that they wrote him is that just from where he is right now, from like the situation of Japan's government, or quote unquote, it, it, it seems like he's doing something that's supposed to be there, but like in in the theory of what he says, he's not. And like that almost in a way is like the genius of the writing of the show and almost the downfall of it. Let me, Miles, can I ask you a question about this? Yeah, go. Okay, so if we had, like, more backstory in, because we're we're kind of with the perception that, like, Licorice are killing bad people, essentially, like that. And that's kind of, like, how it's presented in, like, episode one. If we had, like, more backstory to see if, like, Licorice or Lilybell was, like, more corrupted, would that make more sense with, like, the Majima character? So, basically, I think that one of two things should have happened here, right? And you could go either way. Like, I don't think your buddy cop interpretation is wrong, but then I don't think you should have a bad guy who is trying to examine the evils of the system. I agree. You should just have someone who's evil. 100%. You should have have someone trying to steal, like, old Chinese artifacts, like, in in Russia. The diamond in the museum. Yeah, (laughs) someone, or like, like, that's, that's Yoshi, though. That's Yoshi, though, not Majima. They fulfilled different... Yoshi's batshit crazy the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fair. yes. So, like, I mean, but, like, you know, like, have it, like, just be someone who's unambiguously evil, like, like a human trafficker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not someone who's, like, trying to do something that's arguably good in the wrong way. Like, that's a little too... I would, say, that, I would say that's Yoshi. Majima kind of... They're fulfilling different plot roles, is what I'm saying. Majima wasn't... You're trying to make him into a vil, the villain he is, it wasn't meant to be written as, more or less. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I think that if you want to just do the buddy cop and not examine if Licorice is evil or not, don't have a villain who's trying to say that Licorice is evil. Mm-hmm. And then not acknowledge it. Or yeah. Not them yeah. It. yeah. I, I need them to acknowledge it in the second season or the light novel or literally just anything. Have them be a bit introspective about it. They, they could have even had Chisato when she's sitting there drinking her tea with the dude. Just met, like talk about it. He could Because he was talking about it to her, but she wasn't saying anything back to <laughs> yeah. him about, um, about like, oh, why they protect this flawed system or, or anything. Like, that's, yeah. I, I, yeah. that's where I, I, again, like I, I was kind of shitposting with my, that the show supports terrorism, you know, bit like that was a bit of a bit, but like, I also do think though, that it doesn't disown it entirely. It says it's, it, I think the show says that it is a necessary evil and that it is part of, because that is uh, terrorism creates change or, or. Uh, brings attention to a cause. I wish a... the show said that, but I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. It doesn't. I, I think it. I think it says that, but then doesn't stick to it. I guess. I, yeah, you know, that's it doesn't, fair. It doesn't believe it fully, and then it obviously goes back to, oh yeah, all things are good. Licorice is here. Yeah. To save the day. And for the second part of your question, Pete, like, you know, Licorice is killing bad people. Like yeah. that is that's true. But then also you have to think like Licorice decides who the bad people Correct. are. Yes. We don't know a ton about what they're doing. We you know, it's it's like you know, like we live in a country that was founded by a bunch of terrorists, right? Like is <laughs> you know, going around and throwing tea into the lake and stuff. Like would they have been Licorice off? Like 
I did you know, find it like, funny that the three people who live in New England are the ones who have issues with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like, you know, because like the French revolutionaries who overthrew the monarchy. Terrorists? Yes. Based as fuck? Yes. Like, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's like, you know, terrorism is like violent but i think that most people can agree sometimes you have to be violent against the system and that doesn't that doesn't mean it's always right to do that or that the terrorists are always right but people don't just do terrorism for no reason and when you're covering that up you are people can't discuss it because they don't know what happened so the attention isn't brought to anything that no one knows that anyone else is upset and like that is a major point of majima's philosophy and the show has him ask the question and then the show just doesn't answer it and i feel and like the, sh the show should <laughs> that's all that's, that's another thing uh with with that idea drawing attention to like real life events uh anonymous the uh the hacktivist group like they are a they're a group that appeals to the public that like shows a lot of these things and like shows governments what other governments are doing to keep them in check almost like a checks and balances for the international um for the international interest but the thing is like Rabata, who is on majima's side majima never says hey go to the public like he's never like trying to do anything majima's just like i'm gonna be on the underdog side like he doesn't I mean, Fair. Majima does try to make it go public at the end. Yeah, they just cover it up immediately. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> that was my other major complaint. <laughs> that, like, I, I, I know that the it, the whole point is like, oh yeah, people, you know, conspiracy theorists will start talking about it. But like the fact that what happened, you know, it's not like oh this uh this video that could be a deep fake happened. It's like no, this this literal murder spree happened in multiple places around the country including the main watchtower like like i don't know like that to me it's just like oh that's not too big to cover up you know like i think it would have made more sense if the show decided oh yeah no now people are aware of licorice or or are aware that there isn't as much peace as we thought there was you know like I, would that would have been more interesting, interesting than for season two right for to see how the dynamic changes based off of that right I, I think we have talk this point though is unless anyone else has something else to say i would like to like i think we all liked the show so i would like to be positive here um yeah. you know um like i i think that uh, even the people who like the show more than the people who are complaining about this agree with the point so um let's let's move on there um our two main girls are great aren't they Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you have a character where you can YouTube instant characters named Noises, you know that this show is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, especially Chisato in her sub, to me, has been the best VA performance of the year. I thought she was absolutely incredible. Rain, the range that she showed from her character, most of the time just that ganky get up type of character. But at the same time, she also had her serious moments. And there's like one scene where she like pretends to be an old lady where I cracked up. It, this is just an enjoyable duo of a cast that I absolutely fell in love with, which is why I bought this shirt 
with my two main girls, Chisato and Takeda, hanging out. So one thing that I want to point out is Chisato when there's the Lexus LFA, which I know none of you are going to get. It's the supercar that she's talking about in that one piece. Yes. I want to drive a supercar. (laughs) And she's just like, or she's just shaking the fucking fence. That was hilarious. And like, it's one of the best bits of the show that I can draw back to. But like, She's just great throughout, and like her, her voice actor just put in so much fucking work. She had so much fun with that. Oh, Bell fucking loved it. You could tell that she was having fun with that character. Yeah, I think we all had fun with that character. I mean, you know, when she wasn't murdering people, she was just a ray of sunshine, and she wasn't I... murdering people because she's a pacifist. So yeah. <laughs> Except yeah, for they, that three percent that you mentioned in um in actually they apparently Jay has informed me the J factor has come through and uh explained how the bullet they explain how the bullets work in the light novel. Wait, and, what? Yeah. And so they're not like rubber bullets as in like our like anti riot sort of thing. It like yeah. they're lightweight and they like break apart really easily. And so that's what that spraying was like for. So she wasn't. Oh. There are definitely less than three percent of people died from them. Okay, I will say nice. Mashima might have died when she shot him in the head like fifteen times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but he's, he's alive, alive now, alive, though. <laughs> so, so he's not. Yeah. Whoa, he's not alive. We just haven't found a body. He could be dead. You know what they say? If you can't find they a body, sh- they're dead. You, you know they literally show him in the in the end scene, right? Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they, they do. show him yeah. like whispering, and he he whispers in a guy's ear, and he's all wrapped up. He's in got bandages, a bunch of bandages. Yeah, but you can still see his green hair for some reason. Miles didn't watch. Miles didn't watch the last scene of the last episode. I, I legit think I accidentally skipped the last two minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's where they're in, where they're in Hawaii too, right? Like, were you confused when I said that? Like, yeah, it, no, I think there was like five minutes left, and I came in to talk to Pete and Galaxy about it, and then I think I forgot to watch the rest. Oh, of it. there you yeah. go. <laughs> Yeah, so basically the, someone basically someone has one of the like missing guns, right? So that's gonna be the plot next thing. They're gonna be recovering the missing guns. And one of the, the guys is sitting there like, oh my god, do I do it? Do I do it? Do I like go and shoot go on a shooting spree, basically? And someone whispers in his ear and it's like, go do it. And it's Majima <laughs> wrapped up. Yeah. yeah, do it pussy. Basically, yeah, do it pussy. Um and then he runs away. And and it's just like it's so Really, he lived that? Like, come on, like you, you know, like I, I don't know. I think does anyone die in the show? By the way, yes. Well, yes. A lot yeah. of people get shot. Uh, in... Sorry, does anyone who's not a red shirt die in the show? Yoshi, no. Yoshi, yep. Okay. Off screen, by the way. Well, they yeah. take his heart it's... and give it to the secret third heart. The secret third heart. It's coming in season two. They should have Se- shown. They should have shown them gutting him like a fucking tauntaun. Or something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know. They they even suppress the bullet in the in the you know they cut away and it's like you just see the flash. It's like I, 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 don't I thought know. Yoshi smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was another Star uh, uh, Star Wars joke. I almost made a uh, Good Soldiers Follow Orders joke earlier, too, so we're, this is a, this, maybe the show is just Star Wars. Who knows? Um, the Star Wars prequel. That, I mean, the, the, the red shirts have the aim of Stormtroopers, so, you know, um, maybe, maybe, maybe this is just Star Wars. We, we'll never know. So, I don't know, because we were being positive for a little bit. I want to be a, a little, not negative. I, I just, I feel neutral about this. Cause like 
part of the enjoyment of the show is how ridiculous it is, right? And and, and how fun Chisato is being, like you said, Neo. I, I haven't actually seen um, The Matrix, but I know Neo. Neo's the main guy, right? Who can like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can dodge bullets, bullets, whatever. Dodge bullets. Does he actually say that? Okay, it's not just the the scene that yeah. he does it in. Okay, so again, sorry, I had, I, I, I whatever. Um, that is like, oh, it's fun, but it's explained, right? Or they try to explain it. I think that that's the big thing for me. Is like when a show tries to explain something, I can suspend my disbelief better for it. So they s- explain that she has like a better heart. So that explain, and also her reflexes in general are just like top of the whatever. Just like how in Sao Kirito is the best because he's he just has the best reflexes. That's why he got the skill, the the double sword skill. They tried to explain it, so I suspend my disbelief for that but then like the hacker man's bullshit that happens sometimes in this show (laughs) where it's literally it it feels like you're watching western tv where you're just sitting there and they're type you know they've got the little nerd sitting at the the cop zoom and enhance Enhance. that's the meme enhance enhance (laughs) enhance but like even then just sitting there typing away and then you see like what people what crypto bros envision as web 3.0 you know you're literally going in Go! I'm going into the mainframe and then coming back out like that. That shit drives me nuts in any sort of show like this because you can keep it kind of real without making it so ridiculous. And they don't explain like the hacker bands yet, at least. And then like the, the other big thing that they they uh, well again that this my, so my suspension of disbelief, especially with covering up that scene or that um you know, the, the big incident so seamlessly or so effortlessly, I think, I mean, of course, who knows, maybe in the second season, that'll be part of the plot too, is that they're like dealing with the repercussions of this event beyond, beyond just the lost guns, but also with an uprising socially where people are saying, Oh, we're calling bullshit on this where we don't believe you. We don't whatever. Like maybe they can pull that back in the second season, but for now, that is such garbage. There is no way, no matter how peaceful you think society is, there is no one is that night. Not not a whole society is that naive. And yeah, okay, conspiracy theorists will pick that up. But like, I mean, they showed the general public just buying it immediately, being like, "Wow, that was really elaborate." Like, so are we are we like, talking about ah. nice things about this show right now? Yeah, I, 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 I do want like to QAnon, QAnon, if you will. Yeah, I, I do want to say like I I thought the hacking camp stuff was kind of fun. Like it was such horseshit that I knew they didn't really care if I took it seriously That's or not. Too. At yeah. one point, she looks in the reflections of someone's eye, extracts that image, and enhances it. So, like, of course, that isn't real. Like, right. you know, she does like, oh, like measure the air molecules in the room so I can figure out what like the sound is. And the it's reflection just, in the eye thing has happened it, in it's real life well, before. That has literally happened. To no, so before. that's why I liked that part. It's it's happened where you can see like off you can of see something yeah like a sign you can see a or landmark something. or a, yeah. Or a sign. yeah yeah but you can't zoom and enhance yeah, it yeah you, you like can't extract saying, right? like, the image and enhance it yeah but they <laughs> are like and then take that image and go oh ten years earlier magically yeah. and and not only ten years oh, earlier yeah. but it like piece by piece goes back ten years yeah no that, so that was no that was that was some JoJo's bizarre adventure yeah. I mean yeah like I don't mind it though I think it's fun and campy I agree with you Pete like I think that like I just think it's it's not bad when you take that into consideration and then add like the Hollywood or anime aspect to it yeah I I agree I think it's like extra but in a fun way yeah the difference the difference between this and like say 
uh, for example, Hawaii Five O, where they have the just the hacker dude in Hawaii Five O, is like this is meant to be like, hey, we have this like twelve year old girl that's able to fucking hack the mainframe of everything. Like, you know, dude, she's even like, twelve yet. She's thirty. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, she's, she's just. No, she's thirty. What? Karumi what is thirty years old. She's not actually oh, thirty. She has an ID that says, she... "Oh, okay." Um... Oh, 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 anyway. oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say, I, I, did I miss when they said her age? I, because I, I, she to claims me, it's to like, be thirty. Am... Well, that, <laughs> she claims that was to be thirty. Yeah. 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 In okay. But like, th like this is this versus that. Like where this is like, fuck it, dude. We don't give a shit. Like that's fun. But, like, in YFIVO, they're, like, being so serious about it, because all the hacker guys are always, like, on the enemy team, and they're just like, reject modernity, return to monkey, like, that type of shit. Like, it's just boomer fodder. Like, that's, that's what I think it is. It also... Sorry, Rikurumi's no. age, apparently she's listed as part of the adult team. It splits between the children and the adult team, so she's with, like, Mika and Mizuki as the adult team. And, they, and the ID in the 30 year old thing, they don't say she has a 30 year old ID. They say the hacker known as Walnut has died multiple times in the past 30 years. No, okay. no, no. Oh, it's when wow. they're at the the bar the hotel. Bar. And then, like, but they, but they also they also say he's died multiple times over the past 30 years they whenever did say they're protecting that. him. But of course, that uh, it could mean not. she either took it could mean she either yeah. took over for him or right, she's thirty years old. It could be either one. They're yeah, kind of leaving just it open. Be an ideology. They could be anonymous. Oh. We're, maybe we're Whoa. all walnut. Maybe I'm walnut. <laughs> maybe the real walnut was the friends we made along the True. way. Hey, how did you guys <laughs> feel about um? You know how the show kind of started off more actiony based and then kind of transitioned into slice of life cafe owners. How did you guys feel about like those? instances in between i guess like the beginning and the end i like the cafe um, stuff I yeah the, ca it. the cafe yeah. buying underwear that type of stuff well i, I thought the buying underwear nice. was a little i thought that was it, it was it was like a notch to anime for me but in general yeah. i did like that stuff the I, only reason it's one notch is because i actually do have a female friend who in college her friend saw her underwear and then they took her underwear shopping because she was wearing like frumpy underwear and they were like you can't do this so <laughs> there there is some realism to it so yeah, it's, it it's like, only like that one notch above it for me for me it was just like oh this is like i so was i laughing the whole time watching probably yeah like i was enjoying it because it was it was like Dece a good it was good slice of life like it was fun but to me it was also just like can we get to the point like like let's move along here like let, let, let's keep the story going i guess is where i where i was sitting and, and again like does it have to, like did they choose underwear because it's funny or or because like oh it helped them tell their narrative or did they choose it because they could do get away with the panty shot joke or could do like the anime thing talking about girls underwear or whatever like you know like that's where it was just like i do think it helps with talking as like thing because like, like her journey into like not being a robot girl right like that's a like a a thing we've gone across in anime and other media mm. many a time but i thought they i don't even know if i thought okay i liked where she started and where she ended i don't necessarily know if they like did the journey correctly but i liked her character so it was fine but i do think like that slice of life stuff was there for takina that was takina's story chisato's story was like you know, with um, what's his name and that 
the foundation and all of that. And Takano is about like learning to not be a murder doll. And like we get to see her do that in like the aquarium, which I thought was a great scene where she's just like Sakana. Uh, so <laughs> that was great in the dub, by the way. The dub did a really good job of I I think as well. Like for one, doing the Chisato noises. I was hearing them in the dub and in the sub. Like it, it was pretty great. What uh, is does she just say um fish? I am a fish or like fishy or something. She oh, okay, like yeah. a, I can't remember exactly what, but it was something like that too, where it's just like goofy. Like, yeah. or, and then I'm in you like that. that <laughs> yeah. Again, that was so, so well done in the dub. Uh, yeah. I, I gotta say overall. I, I sort of like that. And I like, I mean, okay. This is like another thing that like the show sort of does and doesn't necessarily fully commit to is like the effect that being in this organization has on these girls. Right. And like their mental state and like Takana is like a very big example of that, where we see someone who is so invested in this, so desensitized to violence and how she's able to, like, overcome that a little bit by forming a friendship and being able to, like, regain human bonds that she might not have been able to make because she was literally just a murder machine. Um, and it's hard to form human bonds when you're a murder machine, you know, over through the slice-of-life bits. So I don't even know if they don't help the narrative. I do think they help the narrative. They just, like, help the other main girl's narrative. Not the interesting terrorist plot narrative, but, like, the being human narrative uh if that makes sense jay or kat did you guys have any like particular like slice of life moments that you enjoyed or if you did not enjoy that aspect of the show uh, yeah i enjoyed the slice of life aspect of it quite a bit i would like for them to kind of go more into it in the second season and have it be i would like a maybe a break from dealing with the organization and more of, like, dealing with, like, the troubles of that, like, people, like, action parts, but from outside threats rather than, like, the org or Majima or anything like that. And just give us some, like, introspection or something like that about the previous season, because, like, a lot of shit happened. Like, they should realistically be having to process that in some way. And yeah, being in Hawaii helps, but... You know, you still got to mentally talk about it and deal with it if you're a literal, like, child soldier like they are. So we know that it's confirmed that they have a light novel that is selling off the charts. It is taking place after the events of this in the light novel. So for you guys, for a season two, or for, like, an OVA, would you guys just be down for them having, like, a cafe-only anime? Kind of like what, um... The dinner time with the Amelia family or whatever it is for Fate has? Is this something that you'd be interested in watching? Uh, so I would like... I mean, I'm happy at leaning on that side. I think that there are definitely ways you could have them utilize their abilities as super hyper assassins. Um, and like fun ways. It doesn't need to be like a Japan saving uh, threat or anything. But like maybe a scene where someone like tries to rob their diner or something. You know, like... And they can do like whatever like that could be fun but i i do think the show shines in these lower stakes slice of life moments and it sort of doesn't execute the bigger grander scheme things as well so yeah i mean i would love that jay you look like you have something to say to expand upon what i meant i don't mean like quite a lean into slice of life as in like doing what you said where it'd be more or less like a spinoff if that makes sense almost i more or less mean like 
I don't know if you guys have ever watched Archer, but the downtime stuff in Archer, after they get, like, raided by the government and they have to be more of, like, a mercenary group, and they're just, like, dealing with, like, being broke and stuff like that. Like, I'm thinking more of that sort of stuff where they're dealing with, like, small-time, like, criminals and stuff and people underestimating Chisato as they always would in, like, because they're in America now and stuff like that as well. It would also be interesting to see them maybe take the food truck on a road trip across America. I think that would be awesome, seeing them go through, like, Texas or something like that. I don't know where I'd stand on that, like, because the show is really fun being... I enjoyed the Slice of Life because it probably wasn't all entirely Slice of Life, you know? Like, it was fun... They'd go to the cafe, you'd see the their regulars or the, their customers, whatever you want to say, and then you'd move on. You know, or, or you, you would move on to the rest of the story or whatever was going on on whatever given day. But also, without it, without those scenes, it would kind of be tough because the, the show would be hard. Well, it would be harder to watch because it would be more, like, plot-heavy and, and, I don't know, just hard to watch because it's, it's, you have to pay more attention. I guess uh, I, I, yeah, hard to watch, but I don't know. I, I think, I think I like it the way it is, honestly, I, as much as I complained about, uh, well, I think, I think my complaints are stuff that you can fix without changing the structure of the show or without changing the, the, you know, the slice of life to drama slash plot ratio, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just think it would be interesting to see like other parts of the world besides Japan to get like a view of how they're doing if that makes sense, like, give us a mm. bigger view of the world to see, like, what caused Japan to act this way, because, like, if Japan is acting that way, you already know the NSA in America is up to some fucked up shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Even something like a Lily Bell spinoff would, just to expand upon the world, would be sick, honestly. There's a billion directions they can take this franchise, honestly. Yeah, well, there ain't a market for a Lily Bell spinoff, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so not only a Lily Bell spinoff, just, like, I, I will commend them for doing this too, because whether they meant to, that, that's a question. Like, before they produced the show, did they know, or maybe not, like, did they plan on this ending, this the episodes 13's ending point? Did they plan on this, or did they realize five episodes in, oh, we can turn this into a franchise if we just do X, Y, and Z, and did, then, did they then do that? Or was it the plan? Uh, going into it was it okay this is where we're gonna end and if the show is popular enough or you know explodes in popularity like it did then we can turn it basically into the next fate you know franchise with with literally endless waifus you can literally make as many licorice as you want or uh, wait uh, mary bells sorry lily bells lily, lily bells yeah. my brain not working no worries. um the, you know you could do that that's a whole f- well for one that's oh a whole my show, god but then you can make a, a fr- bullet hell gotcha game yeah there's a lot of things yeah. that you could do there's a lot of things that you can do with the franchise it's it's very impressive like the the amount of you know they they left a whole world yeah open. i, th- I think they, they left it open-ended on purpose because if they didn't if, say it wasn't a success it could just be like an open-ended ending or whatever like that but if there was success then they could like kind of uh, go on it just for reference on how many pre-order sales the light novel has before the light novel even came out. It would be the second highest selling light novel this year. 
and it's not even it's out now but at the time of when it was coming out it wasn't even out yet and it was the second highest selling light novel it's it, needed to be reprinted twice yes it's it's insane <laughs> i i don't i think they expected some level of success but um this yeah, is like this. a new franchise in our eyes this is i'm not gonna say this is fate because it doesn't have a gotcha game yet but it's it's going to be something similar to fate i believe where we're going to have like five light novels and four mangas and seven spinoffs and 13 seasons of licorice recoil it's it's incredible just seeing this in it's like uh infant stage essentially the the writing's on the wall i think for it to be fate like i i think personally this is gonna be the next big like because it's it's relatable or not may not relatable but it's western enough for western people to want to play it and be involved with it in the same way that fate is because fate has so much mythology and and other like ancient history and lore tied to it i think because I, I think that that's part of what opens it to the western world more than like something like i don't know let's say oh Pride i would say it's more along the lines of huge tittied waifus yeah but having that alone isn't enough because is it <laughs> is it not for, well for other well because otherwise it, it would have been done a million times by now i think is what it, it, that, that's more of my point. wait till like, you see how many gotcha games there are out there yeah i know and how many of them are successful in the west compared to compared to fate compared to in other things in general like again pride of orange didn't take off princess connect big titty girls and princess connect that show did not take off here in the state or the, the game did not take off here in the states you know like there's I, I think versus this one, it's a lot easier for them to tie it in to Western uh... themes and, and stuff. I guess we're, we're getting pretty deep into this. I have one more complaint that Miles totally just sparked by sharing an image from what appears to be the manga. Uh, it's the light novel. Yeah, oh, is it the light novel? Okay. Yeah, it's um, the manga, yeah. There's the manga. Actually. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's going to be that now. Yeah. Th that's why I thought it was the manga, because it looks like it. But yeah, it is the light novel, isn't it? Um... I this show Yuri baits a lot. I cool. and it frustrates the shit out of me. I, I think it Yuri baits a medium amount. I mean, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not as bad as again. It's not like I don't Kageki know, Shoujo we, levels. Not Kageki Shoujo. You're thinking of something that isn't Kageki Shoujo. Review Starlight. Review, Shoujo Kageki. Yeah. Review Starlight. Review yeah. Starlight. They all canonically get together, just not in the anime, because the, the anime is not the final product. They all they okay. all canonically end up together. I was just uh, well, Hibeki Euphonium. That's, that's okay. Paired. That's how you, yeah. yeah, okay. That's, yeah, okay. Okay. that's fine. Like, yeah, Put some like, respect on Review Starlight. Well, I just yeah, uh, it wasn't Kageki Shoujo because she has a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just like from episode one. So that anime, yeah, whatever. Well, but either way, anyway, they're like she's like actually playing with the bottom of her lip like that's that's like hey yo i want you to be in this in this bush real quick like that's, that's, that's... Well, yeah she says she's hot and one anyways um that but, show uh, yuri bates way. again that's your, okay so it's not that level of that whatever you want to say but i do think that this show does it a lot when you're just just make platonic friends not do gay shit you know like make them be no. normal you know, like, normal. Not oh, normal. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, you're. But it, what normal for what friends? friends normal friends. Normal, normal for friend what behavior. friends do. Sorry. Yes. No. That is not what I meant. Obviously, I. I, I hope. That, okay. I. But I yes, got that, that's I got yes. I, it, <laughs> I. You know, today will you're not be the that day that I. <laughs> Uh, come out as homophobic. There may be another day, but today is not going to be that day. But but again, so my I, my point being though that 
the show it like makes them just do things that it's just like oh will they what about they uh will. mika and yoshi how do you feel about that mika well they were they're I, just I think canonic, can, canonically i believe like, they're gay <laughs> which it's like but yeah but they did it they actually showed it i'm pretty sure at least but you know that that scene of them in the the hotel room both in bathrobes like that was kind of kind of like the writing on yeah. the wall where they that was about as close bit, huh? as you can get with japanese media you know like mainstream japanese media where you know you can that, that's about as close as you can get to saying that they're gay without actually saying they're gay and then getting you know kind of canceled Yoshi or... was getting it. what i was trying to say though yeah there's like that like they show that they ha are okay with having um non or, or homosexual relationships in the show so either commit to it and do it but like I don't know, like the entire rest of the show, their conversations, the way they talk to each other, and this is both in sub and in dub, their conversations come off as very platonic, friendly. But then they also do the, the jokes every once in a while. The haha, maybe I am. Oh, what are you gay? Like that, literally. What are you gay? But like, oh, why are you? Why are you concerned? Oh, do you like men or do you like girls? Oh, like like they do the. The bait thing, and it, it, I don't know. To, at I, least to me, yeah. it comes off as bait, and it frustrates the shit out of me because it's like, just let people be gay or don't. I think it's don't a little nitpicky. I think line. I think it was pretty fun with the dynamics that they had with each other. That um, Chisato could kind of uh, tease Takina a little more because Takina had a, a harder time like expressing herself, and I I really enjoyed that aspect of their relationship. Whether it's Yuri Beatty or not, I was I was a fan of kind of like how that dynamic worked. It could still happen, too. Oh, for sure. Right? They could definitely... I mean, if they're setting it up. I will say, I think this... I subscribe to Pete, and I, I am loath to give him credit for anything. But <laughs> I never Pete, miss. Pete has this general theory where, like, the first three episodes of a show are just to hit as many demos as fucking possible to get everyone who can get on board for the show on board with the show. Which is, like, I think the first few episodes of this are way more Yuri Beatty than, like, the rest of it. I think they just sort of, like drop that aspect after like the aquarium scene and they're like we're just friends now and there's like some moments but it's nothing that would make me like i don't know go like fight anyone or anything <laughs> um but i think they wanted to get like you know like the yuri demographic is like thirsty they need content there isn't a ton of it out there for them in anime form and i think sure. that's why they i <laughs> i have a friend who's a lesbian and the fact that they even just had a man show interest in one of the characters from Witch for Mercury made her pick up a pitchfork and, like, apparently an entire subsection, you know, because I just think they're sick of being baited. But I do think they get baited because you get them on board with the show. You get those viewership waiting for the potential Yuri romance. But then they just kind of drop it because they already have the views. Mm -hmm. um it's like miracle channel being etchy for two episodes or whatever for some reason yep <laughs> and then it just stops doing that yep. it's like oh we, we, <laughs> we got you in like yeah i guess like i it, it's like mildly annoying to me but as far as yuri bait goes i feel like it's like a three on like the one to ten scale i mean becky euphonium exists you know what yeah. i mean that's just like orders of magnitude I, I can agree with that. I think it's closer to like a six on the scale. If 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 Hibike Euphonium is like a ten, I think that's like a somewhere in the five to six range of just like yeah, I don't know, just sack again, especially because they show it in other ways in the series, like existing and being. Yeah, I normal. mean, I I agree 
ultimately like and it doesn't need to be every end but like just sack up and do it but then you need to remember the people who did yuri on ice had a censored kiss that they had to fight tooth and nail to keep in the show like yeah you know they didn't even like they couldn't even show them kissing they had to have something between them kissing like and like you don't even get straight couples kissing a ton those get edited a lot like or like blocked or whatever it's really it just has to be some sort of cultural thing that i don't understand you know but like homophobia you know (laughs) well not not even like i mean part of it i think is obviously that and then part of it is that they just don't like ever confirming relationships super hard even in like like they censored the chikamori kiss (laughs) they've been dating for like a year of that why just show them kiss yeah it's one thing I give Toradora credit for. We get to see Taiga and Ryuji make out for like 35 seconds, and it's awkward, but at least they kiss. <laughs> uh, so, spoiler alerts for Toradora. Wow, uh, <laughs> come on. If you, if you haven't seen Toradora at this point... I haven't, why, but why I wasn't listening. Don't okay. worry. Fantastic. Um, no, that matters. All right, let's do, uh, let's do closing thoughts. Uh, we'll throw our uh, best girl uh, and best boy. This is uh, interesting. Who do into... you, real quick? Who do you guys think has more favorites on Mal, Chisato or Takina? Uh, I think Takina does. Takina, because you Russian asked the question. Weebs have Correct. shit taste. I was just say it'd probably be Takina because he asked the question, and because Chisato does have Ray, more favorites. Because Ray's a waifu. Ray, Ray's a waifu that exists. So, of course, Ray was Ray was invented to criticize people for liking characters like Ray. And then everyone liked her. <laughs> I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Fucking uh, weebs are the worst, man. But anyways, yeah, that's very interesting, Pete. That, that I I assume that you were right, right? That just somehow. Yeah, Takina yeah. has like a hundred ish more than Chisato. That's wild to me too. I I mean I like the I like Takina. Takina's arc. I like her a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, I just think she's yeah. she basically becomes closer to becoming like Chisato by the end of it. You know, like that's how that's her growth is that she gets closer to Chisato, which. You know, would make Chisato the more fun character. Whatever. Now, anyways, let's let's do our closing thoughts, final scores, and all of our usual shit. Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so um, something that I want to talk about, that scene with Mika at the end, where you find out he's just been faking the limp, is like the hardest fucking thing in the entire world. I got so yeah. hyped. For me, that was the hypest moment of the entire show. Because, like, I was waiting to figure out what happened. Like, I, it was, like, a really interesting thing to me about, like, how he went from who he was to this guy with the limp. And they, like, subverted my expectations in a super satisfying way. And, like, I really liked that. Something that we really didn't get a chance to talk about. I don't know how we... I guess we, like, talked about the themes and stuff a lot, which is, like, good to do. But, like, technically, the show was fantastic. Choreography, yeah. amazing. Beautiful choreography. The fight scenes were fantastically directed. Uh, there was just a lot of really cool stuff that the show did. You know, yeah, the show might say fascism is okay, but I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 anyway. Chisato is my best girl, and uh, Mika is best boy. All right. Cat, uh, what about you? Uh, this show was a, was a treat for me, honestly. So from, like, what Miles said, uh, Mika... Mika faking the lip the whole time was amazing. He is Yasuke. He's he is what Yasuke the anime should have been. And like it was just a great 
show all around from the action in the beginning, the Yuri baiting, the uh, <laughs> uh, going through the middle with the slice of life bits, and even getting into the end with the climax and the like the actual action and drama sequences. They were so good. It felt like it felt like I could not stop watching for the whole show. And I, I finished this show for the first time in the first week of nominations. I loved it. I genuinely could not get enough of it. And um so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Thanks, Happy. <laughs> uh no. In fact, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. That is okay. Yeah. This show was so fun to me. Like I I love this show. It's not a masterpiece, but it's damn close. And that is what I would uh that's what I would say. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jay, what about you? I might listen to what I think are just pro some pros and cons. Pros. The OP, ED, and soundtrack are all super good. The character designs are fantastic. I liked the way that the characters interacted with each other overall. And I also just enjoyed, like, the general art direction of the show. The color palette was really well used. Lighting. Animation. Everything was, it was a very, very well-made show, technically. I think that the big con I have here is that, again, I really wanted them to have at least any kind of introspection about the themes of the show. It feels like, I don't know, like, I need them to do that in the second season very badly, but I can't, you know, just hope for that. So I gotta take some points off for what I feel like is kind of a lack in conviction in the themes overall. Uh, so I'm going to give it an... Uh, I'm gonna give it an... I'm gonna give it a... Uh, uh, 8 out of 10. Yeah! Right. Ooh! Eight. That, that, I was like, okay, because like a 7 is a... Is a J6. So, like, I was like, damn. Like, I... <laughs> okay, we got you at the eight. If you want to change your mind, I'll let you do that at the end. No, <laughs> that was hard for you. Okay. I I think that, that that's fair. We keep him at eight until... Unless he changes his mind before we finish recording. But, uh, Pete, what about you? Yeah, um, I... I thoroughly love the show. I, I think it's how you guys viewed it a little bit more technical than I did what is perfectly fair to me. I, from my perspective, I viewed this more as like a buddy cop show. I wasn't trying to dig deeper into the thoughts of Maki or I was called Makishima again, uh, Majima and like some of like the surrounding elements. I was honestly just, I was here for the ride. I love the cast. It's kind of like how people love one piece where they can like fold origami and poop their pants. If people think it's peak, uh, this is sort of like the, this cast could do anything and I would love it. And and that's where I was. Uh, my favorite scene I want to point out when Takina beat Chisato in Rock Paper Scissors. I thought that was, I, I mean, I had the biggest fucking smile on my face. I love that scene. And Jay might hate me for this, but I think I like the ED more than Call of the Night. I I love this ED. I, I think it's incredible. It's one of the best from the year. It's good, but not that good. It, good not I know, good. I know. Don't hate me, please. But uh, I don't hate you. <laughs> the show was a blast. I I enjoyed every second of it. I loved looking forward to it every week. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, I love this. A nine already. Uh, I think I'm somewhere in the middle of all this. Where I I really 
am glad uh, for well for one I'm I'm really glad I finally watched it because uh, enjoyment for me in this show was was ten out of ten like I I could not put it down once I picked it up the like we've all talked about the the soundtrack and then all the technical aspects A one pictures as I've kind of come to expect from them when they actually put their effort into a show they they killed it you know like they they completely uh I, again fight scenes were good slice of life scenes were good usually you get one or the other you don't get both right and and you got both with this series uh again the the voice acting from both the dub and the sub is really good I, character designs are are wonderful i also just the themes man again they that could be rectified with with more content but i don't think it ever will be i think they will continue to kind of like take this bland, this open-ended answer because that allows them to to sell more things and go different yeah. routes and and do more things which is frustrating because yeah like i i don't know the the whole idea from the first from the start for me is like a world with no crime or with no terror like how cool how great would that be how perfect would that be and like then you could they could have gone and explored that and said well no it's not perfect because there's still this going on but then they they don't uh, and like oh who's the you know who's gonna be the judge who's the police in this situation whatever you want to say like they they just don't they don't examine that yet and that's a, a really big problem i think with this show i think it's the the main problem among a couple of the other things we already talked about uh so i think i'm gonna give this show an eight because i think i enjoyed it enough to to keep it up this high uh and again technically i think it deserves this kind of score too and i look forward to more of it too i'm gonna watch it uh probably will start watching it weekly uh when it comes out uh because like that that's how much fun i had with it uh whenever we get uh licorice recoil stay night heavens feel <laughs> butterfly the third junior x <laughs> hunter there um we <laughs> so yeah that's our review of licorice let me uh Based off my math, real quick, let me. Eight point four. Heavens feel out of ten. Yeah, we have an, a flat eight point four. At uh, so that's a that's a pretty good score for uh, licorice. I believe that's uh, probably top fifteen or twenty in terms of shows that we've let watched. Let me tell you right now. Uh, but yeah, while Miles is looking that up, uh, we now normally we would have we voted on shows to watch for. The next meeting, which would be on October 31st on Halloween. And then we realized, shit, we're a week behind. We were we meant to do spooky anime. So what we're going to do instead, through the magical power of editing, is basically we're going to nominate five shows. And you're going to see these shows next, uh, or in the next Watch Club, uh, already voted on, already decided on rather than whatever show ended up winning the votes this week. But why don't we find out what show did win this week? And Miles, why, uh, you can tell us that after you tell us first what uh, what ranking the uh, it, got in the grand It is things. tied for uh, 15th with Sunny Boy. Nice. Not Ooh, bad company. Same boy there you go. Though. Yeah, and right ahead of Made in Abyss. Um... Ooh. There we go. But all right, yeah. So, uh, so what won uh, the voting for again? So we'll we'll watch the again. The the winner of this week will still be watched. It'll just count. But we just won't nominate something uh, at the end of the Halloween Correct. episode. Yes. Uh, what is what are we watching for the fourteenth of November? Sure. So in third place we had uh, Haibane Ren Mei. Nice. 
In second place, we had a tie with Space Dandy and Link Click. Um, and in first place, we had, and I have to thank Pete for putting this out on Twitter, because who knew Twitter loved Millennium Actress as much as they did? We have Millennium Actress. Yay! <laughs> Sweet. Um, so we have an entire month to watch a movie. <laughs> yes, you have a month to watch Millennium Actress. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's talk about what, what we're nominating, though, just uh, just for fun, just so people can hear us uh, give our little spiel. Uh, so, Miles, what are you nominating for our Halloween-themed episode, which, again, make it, you know, last year we watched Dora Hedero, which had the horror tag, but, you know... We, we like to stretch our, our definitions of horror and, and spookiness. You know, it can be anything. Uh, what, what have you got for us? Yeah, so this one for sure has horror in it. Uh, I am going to be nominating Miracle-chan. So that was a seasonal from last fall, I believe. And uh, Pete has said it did a wonderful reversal. Yes, and I would did. like to see that reversal. So that is my spooky nomination. That show really came out a year ago. Holy Shit, it did. That's crazy. <laughs> that feels like it was six months ago. You're getting um, old, Pat. Time flies when you're so. having fun watching anime. Yeah. Yes, yeah, there you go. All right, Kat, what have you got for a nomination? So what I've got for my nomination isn't necessarily a horror, but it is apparently uh, sign-in. Uh, and that is <laughs> Wait, interviews with Monster Girls. Yeah, you, it's yeah. sign-in. Yeah, so it's Monster Girls. That's where it comes in to the uh, the horror or well, again, the spooky vibe. So there we go. Interviews with yeah. Monster Girls. That's a that's a wild show from what I've heard. Um, it's so fun. I it sounds like at least some fun. Uh, Jay, what have you got? So mine isn't really horror at all, but I feel like it does tie into the Halloween theme of witchcraft and you know just general holiday like the holiday themes i'm nominating the first two or the two little witch academia movies okay there we go we got the witches again i'm i'm interested immediately yeah that's all you had to say pete what about you i'm gonna nominate a show that i didn't get a chance to really go deep into on another anime podcast so i'm looking forward to talking about this if it wins i am going to vote for let's keep on the satoshi Kon train paranoia agent Okay, uh, the Satoshi Kon podcast strikes again. Uh, and lastly, I'm gonna throw up uh, the best piece of zombie media I've ever consumed, and that's High School of the Dead. Uh, what about Zombie Light Saga? That oh well, one that actually has them killing zombies. Maybe maybe that's a better way to put it. Okay. Um, zombie Slayer, zombie slaying yeah. piece of media. Yes, or or well, one with a zombie outbreak. Maybe is an even be a better way to put it. Right, like with an actual like so far uh, post post apocalyptic. <laughs> True, Miles. That's true. Yeah, we haven't seen the uh, the adverse effects of Zombieland Saga yet on the society that they live in. We'll have to see in the movie once the aliens get involved, right? You know, crazy story there. Um, okay, High School of the Dead. <laughs> High School of the Dead. Yeah, let's watch some uh, zombie slaying action. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, so I think that'll that'll uh, wrap us up there. And uh, thanks for joining our session of Watch Club, Pete. Why don't you close us out? Yeah, if you want to support us, the best way to do so: like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on. Next week will be our group QA question uh, episode. I'm looking forward to doing that. Otherwise, if you are here for Watch Club, we will see you in two weeks for what are we watching again? Oh, uh, we don't know. Oh, yet. we don't know yet. Yeah, <laughs> for our spooky episode. <laughs> so thanks, and we will see you next time. <laughs>